like there's a lot for us to receive here. And um, I think it's important for us to think about scripture as something that's a gift to us rather than just a list of what we're supposed to do. I think it's easy to kind of think, okay, what are we supposed to do, you know? But this is like, this is a gift that's supposed to make life easier for us, you know? The word of God is supposed to make, is supposed to empower us and make life easier. I didn't say make life easy, but easier in the sense that we're not um, trying to do things on our own and which tends to burn us out. So um, the verse that I, I wanna focus on is, is one that you probably heard many times. Uh, some of you have heard many times, but it says, um, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Does anybody have a different version? Different Bible? It says it differently. Some, some other versions say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me or gives me strength. Okay? So what is, um, what is Paul talking about here? You know, what, what is, he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. The question is, do what? What is it that, that we do? Or what is it that Paul was doing? Um, so I grew up um, as a Christian my whole life. And I remember going to camps and stuff where they would use this verse a lot and say, like, say we're having a tug of war and they'd say, oh, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. So our team's going to win. Jesus is on our side. Or, you know, I'm going to hike up this mountain or we're going to go on this thing and people would be like, I'm too tired. You know, and they'd be like, oh, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. You can do it. And I, I don't know. I think sometimes we use the Bible like that. It's just kind of a, a thing, kind of like a, a thing that's that we use to like positive thinking, like the power of positive thinking. But that's but that's not what we're talking about here. Great. All right. So um, I think to understand what this is all about, we, it would be good to back up a little bit and look at um, kind of the context or the how this verse is situated. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of noisy. There's a lot of background noise, sorry. But so this is Paul. You have to realize that Paul is talking from a place of not the easy life, but hardship. Like he's been in prisons. He's been um, you know, shipwrecked. Maybe a lot of you guys can relate to some of the things that he's been through. And um, he had been formerly a person that, that you know, hunted Christians down. And he thought that that was what he was supposed to do, you know? It's like he was part of a gang that was against the Christian gang. And so he would hunt them down and, you know, do bad things to Christians. And then one day, Jesus kind of um, ambushed him. And he knocked him off his donkey and he, was blind, and he got blinded. And then he's like, wow. And Jesus said, why are you persecuting me, Paul? He's like, who are you? How am I persecuting you? And then Paul realized that the thing he'd been doing his whole life was actually really messed up, you know, killing Christians. And Jesus was talking to him. So this is this is that guy who you might have heard of who got blinded and then he came to Jesus. But um, so but when he came to Jesus, his life didn't just get all easy and perfect. You know, he, he went through sufferings because of 
for the sake of Jesus. And that does that has that happened to any of you guys that once you left one team or gang or group and and went into went, went to be a Jesus follower that things got harder for you or was life just perfect after that? So I don't know. Not always the easiest, huh? So what Paul says that he says um, that he's learned how to be content in every circumstance. So if you back up to verse um, 10, we'll just read that. So Paul says, I rejoice in the Lord greatly now at, at length. Now at length, you have received your concern for me. He says, you were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. So he's saying that he, he was hoping for help in spreading the gospel different places, but it wasn't, wasn't easy to get support. And then he says, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In every circumstance, I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. And then he says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But like when he started following Jesus, he ended up um, in places like bearing witness to Jesus, talking about Jesus in places that that um, got him in trouble. And he men mentions that that trouble. So I'm just gonna really quickly jump over to 2 Corinthians 11:24 and tell you a little bit about what that looks like. So that's page 911. So Paul says, I bring this thing down. Oh, second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. So this is what Paul says. This is what happened after, after he um, left his former life. I would say it was kind of like a gang life, really, of um, being against Christians and thinking he was all better than them, you know. So he left that, but then then things got really tough for him. And he says that, um, he, he tells what it's about. He says, uh, five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. So that was one of the things that was a punishment. Like if he shared the gospel, and he did, then he got like 39 lashes, like whips. Um, what else did he get? He said, uh, Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned, and he's not talking about smoking weed. He was stoned with rocks, like they threw rocks at him. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys in danger of rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers in toil and hardship through many a sleepless night in hunger and thirst and often without food in cold and exposure. So that looks like a lot of suffering, you know? And um, so I just want to say that when Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, it's not just the power of positive thinking. He's talking about doing, the kind of doing thing, doing, like I can do all things, that kind of do, is doing the things that you normally wouldn't choose to do. You wouldn't do those things. Can anyone think of something that 
that Jesus called you to do that you didn't want to do, but parenting difficult kids. Parenting difficult kids, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, how about being nice to family members? Like, have you ever had a family reunion and that person that you kind of dread? is there and they're like spouting off saying things or they're like disrespecting someone in your family or something like that. And like the first thing you wanna do is definitely something that probably would, could get you in trouble, but a different, you know, could get you in trouble, right? But instead you do something else. Has that ever happened to you when you're at like a, some kind of a gathering in that or a party or whatever, somebody shows up and says like something really bad to you or about someone you love and you, you, you make a plan to do something and then all of a sudden you change your mind because Jesus has a different plan for you. That's hard. Or you like you just you know that Jesus wants you to go go somewhere where you don't want to go and it's going to be painful. You know, bringing light in dark places sometimes. I don't know if any of you can think of examples, but probably there's plenty of examples of that. You know? So I don't know if anybody wants to share an example at the front or not, but uh, this is an opportunity if you want to, you think there's something you want to share. Yeah, go ahead, Ernesto, yeah. But could you come up here because it will be hard to hear otherwise. Here. And yeah, if you want to, so people can hear. There you go, yeah. Yeah, I'll just make it quick, but um, last year for December and during December, uh, we already knew that uh, my wife Lee was pregnant, but we felt like God was calling us to go on a missions trip. And I went to Pakistan and I'd never been there before, but, um, you know, when, when I was with the family and there was, you know, Muslims banging on the door asking for food, it was one of those moments where I kind of felt like Paul and it's like, was this really Jesus? Like, did I really make the right decision? But then I just felt God's presence and God's peace. And, and God was reminding me of all the times that throughout the years that he's, he's called me to this place. And it was amazing. Miracles were happening. Uh, people were getting healed of um, uh, gum problems and all types of different things. And one person was partially paralyzed and they gained some more feeling in their arm. And, but it was very scary. <laughs> there were some very scary moments. And so that's one example for me. Thank you. Yeah, that's, I, I can relate to that, like being called to go somewhere. Um, some of the places that we get called to go to, people get the idea, oh, you're traveling, cool, it must be fun. Oh, you know, life as a missionary, oh, it's so rough. You know, they, they imagine beaches and like touring all around. You tell them like you're going somewhere, but they, they don't really know what it's actually like. Where are you going? And um, I, mean, I don't want to complain, but I just want to say sometimes God takes you places that you don't really want to go and it's uncomfortable, you know? It doesn't have to be overseas, it can, but it could also just be in your own family or it could be in your own neighborhood. I don't know if somebody else has an example of something that, that God called you to do when you were about ready to do something else and then God just, completely turned you the other direction and made and, and really kind of encouraged you to do something that was hard but not just hard for his you know hard because of bringing the kingdom of God in that place 
in, in someone else's life or whatever. I don't know if anyone has an example of that that they, that they want to share. Well, I know there are examples among you, but you don't have to say it publicly, but we all have them, right? So I guess my point is just in encouraging you that, um, that the strength comes when we come to the end of our own strength. You know, the strength comes when we don't think we can do that hard thing. Like when you're about ready to go and like sit down and relax and do something and you get a phone call from somebody that's like, hey, could you come and, you know, help with this thing? And you know that God is saying go, but you feel like, no, I just want to sit down and watch Netflix or whatever the thing is. And and so uh, it's it's doing doing that thing that you wouldn't normally pick to do but um it's it, it actually it, it actually uh makes you feel i think really blessed even if it doesn't make you feel good because sometimes like going out going without food or sharing something that was important to you sometimes that sacrificing something like i know somebody who gave another person a car that they just it was given to them um and then that person ended up kind of needing the car later but they could have kept it and thought, well, my other car is not doing so good right now, so maybe I should keep it. Well, they didn't keep the car. They handed it to someone else who had no car. And that was a sacrifice, right? Especially knowing that the car they had could, you know, you know, could die. But, but that person was, they were blessed for that. And there's many things that we give, like um, that God calls us to give. And generosity is not easy. You know, it's easier to kind of hoard things and for a time of scarcity, especially these days when we don't, there's so much uncertainty. Are we going to have enough to pay the bills? Are we going to have enough for our own family, you know, food, whatever the thing is, giving, giving something out of, you know, sacrificially is not easy, but, um, but that's what Jesus is, is calling us to do. And um, so I'm just going to continue reading this. Um, so. So Paul says that uh, yet it was it was kind of you to share my trouble. So even though Paul was this well-known, like incredible missionary person, he he was in need and he needed other people to share in, in helping him out, you know. And he's thanking these these people, the Philippians, for sharing in his trouble, for supporting him. And um, he says, forgiving and receiving. Um, and he says that, uh, that he knows that he says, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So that's the, that's the verse that I was telling you that, that Lisa shared with us, um, when she sent that text out, reminding us about the barbecue verse 19 and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So when we give sacrificially, when we say yes, when we feel like saying no, um, when we're when we show love, we show like uh, mercy to someone who doesn't deserve it at all, and someone has done us wrong, and we like show them love instead, and we don't do the thing that we felt like doing. Um, that's when we actually receive a blessing. It's pretty amazing, and it's it's a powerful it's a powerful thing. That, um, that, that makes us stronger. You know, when we go through these kind of sufferings, it's not just like, oh yeah, we, we did the suffering. It actually makes you a stronger person. 
Have you noticed that? Like you're stronger than you were before. You think you'd be weaker. Oh, I gave that thing. Now I'm weaker. I have less. Oh, I gave my energy. Now I'm more tired. Now I have less. That's the scarcity mindset. But the mindset of Jesus is that he was a servant. You know, he served um, his disciples and and that's what empowered his that the whole movement of Jesus followers is is you know be is showing love and showing it in a in a beautiful serving kind of way. And so um, Paul is, is encouraging us to do the same thing, and he he reminds us that that God will supply every need. So if you give away something, or you give your time, or you or you love your enemy, or something like that then God will still supply your needs, even though you're not sure where, where your next, whatever is going to come from. We, we know that, that, that he'll supply our needs. So I just want to just end with, with a prayer for all of us. So God, I thank you that, um, that we can do all things because you strengthen us, not because we can we're strong in and of ourselves, but because when we, when we come to the end of our own strength, we find out that, that you, that we're your children and that we're able to do the things that we thought we couldn't do. And so I just pray that you would show each person here what that means for them and that you would give us courage. That you would give us courage to, um, to do the thing that's sometimes hard and to, uh, to trust that you will supply our needs. And we know that it's not just physical needs, but it's like emotional needs, um, you know, for a partner, for friendship, for, um, you know, for happiness, for whatever it is that you will supply all of our needs because you love us, Jesus. Amen.